Yeah, welcome back once more to Cheltenham, only better. Week 13, can you believe it? Goodness me, plenty to get through um, today. As always, we like to change up the show, keep you all interested. So it's really cool. We're going to go through the novice hurdle and novice chase races. Cheltenham is not too far away, guys. Um, remember, we give you all the prices from the Betfair Sportsbook. Today, we are recording on Tuesday morning. It's 20th of February, so all the prices that we're giving you are relevant to today. And don't forget about our offer, a completely free bet on racing multiples, available every weekend now until Cheltenham. Opt-in required, maximum one free bet per customer, per weekend, exclusions and T's and C's apply. So make sure you check out the Betfair Sportsbook, welcome, Daryl Carter, Brendan Duke, Kevin Blake, Drum Roll. How are you all? Very good, very good. Yay! <laughs> I don't think we're matching your enthusiasm levels. <laughs> What's wrong yes. with everybody? You What's forgot to wrong? mention we were recording at eight twenty a.m. <laughs> yes, but Daryl, I just found out something about you because I was on my phone very early in the morning and I saw you're awake very early, so you're an early bird. Yeah, I was having sleepless nights over Sergino. Had a dream that he got injured. So <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting that close to the festival. You start worrying about horses stepping on stones, don't you? So oh, uh, yeah. you don't look tired, Daryl. I tell you, you don't look tired. There's only one four in my world, and it's four PM. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh Mr. Blake, have you been on an aeroplane somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was in I did a couple of days in Bahrain and then did a couple of days in Qatar. So um when racing and both got to meet plenty of people and see plenty, so it's all good, great trip. Tell you what, your mortgage advisor, Kev, must be getting some value out of you. You're never at your house, are you? <laughs> I tell you, yeah. <laughs> should, just, should just sell it and buy a caravan. Probably be the most efficient thing to do. <laughs> you probably could. That's brilliant. And Brandon, lovely to see you once more. How are you? Oh, thanks, Ad. Uh, grand, good forward. Uh, glad to be back. Good. Right. Well, without further ado, we've got plenty to cover as always. So we will get stuck in looking back through the week, what's moved in certain markets, what's caught the eye, etc., etc. And we do start with our novice hurdles, Tully Hill, 20 to 1 into 6 to 1 for the Supreme, the swashbuckling grey that showed us probably what Willie's thought for a while. And I also believe Tully Hill uh, is the performance of the week for Kevin Blake and Daryl Carter. So Daryl, do you want to kick us off? on Tully Hill. Yeah, good this was. I thought um, a relentless galloper, big long stride on him. He's jumping, seemingly coming together slowly, but surely still room for improvement in that department. But um, he was relentless from start to finish here. Like the time was, the comparative time was very, very good on the card. Um, and I like the way he quickened up after the last. Look, he's been cut right in the second favourite for, for the Supreme. The big concern you would have, I suppose, is is the quick turnaround three weeks between now and the festival. That came on very deep ground. Um, he, he was reportedly taking a blow afterwards and people are saying he's going to come on for it. It could also be, you know, that it did take a good bit out of him there. So I, I would be concerned. It'd be unlike Willie Mullins as well in the last 10 years. To I don't think he's lined up anything in the Supreme other than bring on the night that has ran after the 10th of February, which is normally DRF sort of weekend. So... I would just be slightly concerned if you're going to back him, back him, non a no bet. But he's got to have a big each-way chance, I think, if he's going to adopt those same tactics, which seem to work well in the Supreme um, going forward in three weeks' time. So I don't think the better ground will be an issue to him. He's a really likeable horse, I think, um, and, he, and he's really improving. Like a lot of Willie, Willie Mullins' horses have done this season, they've really come on for that first run of the season. So be interested in the lad's thoughts because I was quite taken by him, to be honest. 
Yeah, and Kev, I thought it was really nice that William Williams was quick to um, give praise to David Casey, who was deputised with the job of uh, polishing up the jumping of Tully Hill. I thought it was really nice words, and he obviously knows he's an out-and-out stay. He's always thought that. Um, so what what is your analysis of Tully Hill? Yeah, like it mainly focuses on his jumping, you know, because his hurling debut was, was as shocking as you get, really, like for a high-profile novice coming in. Um, like really safety first, was never having a cut at all, really. And it was just really concerning if you were one of the many that um you know were very much looking forward to him this year. Um, but look, he, he got better the next time he was he was better, he was you know a bit more forward going, he, he was still shortening into a few and a little bit left as well, but it, it was better, and this was better again. Um, like you'd say, if you're if you're being if you're just analysing him and what you saw yesterday rather than in the context of what had come before, you'd say he's still a little bit steady through the air in the first half of the race, but he did get faster as the race went. He was only very slightly, very, very slightly left, um, if you wanted to make a, a, a point of noting that, but it wasn't anything significant, really. And um, and look, he, he put them all to bed really well. There were some promising ones in behind him, and he smashed them up good and proper. Um, one thing I'd say is that his two much improved performances in in a, a jumping regard have come. I, I just can't believe that none of the rest have put him under a bit of pressure. You know, he's had a complete solo in front the last twice, and geez, if I was riding against him, given how he jumped first time when he was following, you know, I would have I would have been up there giving him something to think about. And the chances of you know wherever he goes, I don't have a clue. I'm not going to engage in in bingo now because who knows? Willie doesn't even know. But wherever he goes, it would seem pretty unlikely that he'd get a solo up front at um, at below average fractions. So you ju- I just would worry, given how how bad he jumped first time and, and the thought that he probably isn't the most natural. He, he's found a way when allowed to find his own way the last twice. I just would be concerned that he, his jumping might go back downhill wh- when he's pressured and has to think a bit more. And um, that's the one red flag I'd raise. But... And this was really good. Look, he's always looked super talented and he's starting to put it down on the track over hurdles now. But that's the one concern that I'd have. And without wanting to guess, just to say what I do is I think I'd go the longer trip. I think he might just find it a, a small bit easier, a small bit less contentious up on the front end there. But um, it wouldn't be a strong, it wouldn't be a strong view. It'd, it'd rarely be a strong view with me with two and two and a half miles. But um, yeah, on he goes. He's going the right way. He'd have to be supplementing for that, though, wouldn't he? The, 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 the Thompsons aren't short of a few yeah, quid. Yeah. They'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brendan is kind of like encapsulated one of the questions that John Francis has written in saying, do you think Tully Hill is William Mullins' horse, the Supreme, now with Ballyburn rerouted to the Barring Bingham hurdle? Is it Barring or Bearing Bingham? I don't know which one. Bear, 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 I never <laughs> Bearing, sure, it's the name of a person. It's a very evocative name. Apparently, he was a big noise in Cheltenham back in the day. It's like a, a name from a Henry James novel or something. It's a great name. Oh, Bearing Bingham in the drawing room. It's a great <laughs> Isn't <name>. it? <laughs> Bearing Bingham, for Christ's sake. Yes, yeah, indeed. Really like that. Yeah. Someone with it uh, telling us about Baring Bingham. Um, I'm sure it was when he was on. Um, but Brendan, yeah, so, so we can sort of encapsulate that question and your thoughts on Tully Hill. Okay, yeah. So what I would suggest is that we're looking at Willie's arc and he'll go two by two, two in the Supreme, which I assume will be uh, Tully Hill because it's his only entry, although Kevin makes a fair point of it that, that, that's supplementing. So that's 
a further wrinkle. You just tire of uh, open knots with this mystical power. He looks like an obvious one for two miles. And then go up and trip with Bally Byrne, which he's settling better in his races. He probably he probably has the talent to win either, either race. He looks like the best novice hurdler in training. And Elam Antartique. So they, that would be my theory at the moment. As um, for Tully Hill, uh, I, th I thought he was very good. I mean, you're going to enjoy, I know, like like me, you're a bit of a slave to the aesthetic that you're going to enjoy seeing him at Cheltenham. He's a really good looking horse, um, has has strong bumper form. I actually wouldn't, I would like to see him get a lead in well, presumably the, the Supreme because I think he gets a bit starey out in front looking at his hurdles and what have you. And I think he could jump better getting a lead, but uh, it could, could be wrong there. I saw some people cribbing the form on Twitter uh, they said, oh, I don't think it was a particularly strong race in Punches Town. Well, that, that might be the case, but I mean, find me a strong piece of form for a horse going into the Supreme. I mean, it's, it's still all uh, fairly up in the air. The second is a well-regarded horse of Edward O'Grady's. The third, Jigoro, came home at a respectable distance be behind Mystical Power. So I think he ties in with the standard that's probably going to be needed to, to, to win this particular edition of, of, of the Supreme. And if, if my theory about Ballyburn is correct, I suspect he'll go off favour. Mm. Okay, thank you very much. Well, we uh, that is our novice hurdler, Tully Hill, wrapped up. The novice chasers, St Felician here, 20 to 1 into 14 to 1 for the grand annual. All the prices I give you are from the Betfair Sportsbook. So, Kev, can you give us a line on St Felician there, that win at Garren Park, Gordon Elliott, Jack Kennedy? Um, yeah, look, look. I suppose the general comment about um, Goran, like the ground was was horrific, mm. um, and anything that ran there with a few to coming back at Cheltenham, but you just would raise a little flag. Um, it, look, it was it was great to see South of the CN. Um, finally went over fences. It seems like he's been he's been trying for longer than he has. But like I like that, that a horse with that type of profile going into the handicaps at Cheltenham. Um, if that's what they choose to do, they'll have the option of going back down and trip for the grand annual, um, or sticking around um, a mid-range trip. I wouldn't be upset to see him come back and trip. Um, you just get the impression that his connections have always really liked him. Like you look at the the way the market, um, the the way he was in the market when he initially arrived over. You know, and he ended up going off fab for the uh, for the Coral Cup, and you you just get the impression that. They, they, they always really liked him. Look, he's clearly had a big old setback in the middle of things, but um, it, it was good to see him get off the mark. Um, I don't think the handicapper will miss him, uh, the English handicapper, that is. Um, but look, he's interesting, but I just would be concerned that that was very particularly bad ground to go on. And um, we're, we're not a million miles away from um, from the big weeks, so that would be a slight concern. Yeah, testing enough. And Daryl, can I come to you with the hurdlers on Botox here? 66 to 1 into 20 to 1 for the Stayers hurdle. And it was a great interview, actually, Gary Moore did. Um, I think it was on ITV. I can't remember what I was watching now. Um, yeah, I mean, what a, what a what a bizarre horse sometimes, Botox High. He's clearly got ability. Yeah, and he clearly likes Haydock as well. Um, yeah. I think they meant, I think they mentioned Liverpool hurdle for him at Aintree, though. I think they're, they're talking, saying that he wants a, a, a flat track. I know he's he's won at Cheltenham, or he's got a good form at Cheltenham, but they are talking about Aintree. Um, the Mion line would be interesting for the same race. I know he won over two miles in the Kingwell hurdle at Wincanton, um, but he was he was staying on really strongly in that Lanzarote handicap. He's a progressive horse that's going the right way. So he's probably one. Uh, if if they do go this way, I mean, they could try and run for a bit of place money than Champion Hurdle. But if they if they wanted to roll the dice a little bit with him, 
it stays hurdle wouldn't he wouldn't look out of place in there for me. It'd be a big price, big big runner at a big price, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Liam Lyon, 100 to 1 <laughs> into 40 to 1 for the champion hurdle and 66 to 1 into 33 to 1 for the stayers hurdle on the Betfair Sportsbook. Um, Brendan, can I come to you with one of our chasers? Um, three under through five, 33 to 1 into 16 to 1 for the Ultima. Yes, um, I, 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 I don't know with uh, Nichols' policy of Cheltenham not, not being the, the be-all and end-all. He mentioned that he's going to have a, a big end-of-season target depending on, on ground. Could be It could be Aintree, could be the Scottish National again. He was fourth in that last year, or it could be the Bet365 Gold Cup. So whether, whether he'll actually send him to Cheltenham, I don't know. But um, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a good horse. He travels well in his races. He stays really strongly, I mean, in the, in the Badger Bear um he didn't jump all that all that well and he was a bit keen but he was still he's he's a he's a really strong stare i'd be i'd be more interested in him him for the national i mean maybe you could argue his stamina slightly gave out in um, the scottish national last year but i mean he still finished fourth he's a year he's a year older now i'd say he's a good chance of staying the trip so I would I would guess that he will skip Cheltenham and go to Aintree on the, 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 the likely decent ground, mm. and he'd be a, he'd be a big runner. He'd be a big runner. And what are all of our thoughts then on um, Long Press? So Long Press is ten to one out to fourteen to one for the Gold Cup. I mean, I don't know if you guys agree. I, I it it didn't put me off what he did um, for the for the Gold Cup. To be honest with you, um, obviously. Victoria just had them away, didn't he? Darrell, we'll start with you. Uh, I mean, will you would you still give Long Press a, a big shout out for the Gold Cup? Yeah, I think it was a slight overreaction, particularly when yeah. you look at how the race was run comparatively with the other races on the card. I mean, uh, this was a bit of a farce, really. Uh, they gave they gave Victoria such a soft, easy lead. It's not like he was going hell for leather when you comparatively look at it against the Reynolds Town or, or the three hundred three five race. I think. Pick Dory was only about four lengths quicker than 300 through five was running over three miles. So they didn't go too hard. Um, it was like they said they were delighted with the prep run. Um, but you, you can't really be delighted. Like, it, like it, it's, it's hard to say, you know, what you really want to say about this sort of thing because it really drives me insane. Because anybody that had a bet on anything other than Pick Dory was pretty much shafted, really, given how, how easy a time they gave Harry Cobden up front. But look, Charlie Deutsch came out after the race and he said, um, if it was there to win, I would have, would have won. But if I didn't, then it doesn't matter. Like th- those sort of comments should, it shouldn't be allowed really, in my opinion. But look, we know it was a prep run for a gold cup. He was going the wrong way round, back left-handed, back on a bit of softer ground, back at Cheltenham. That Brown advisory victory is still very much fresh in my mind, how strong he was at the finish there. Mm. I think we'll see a different horse in three weeks' time. Um, obviously, they wanted to get him out fairly quickly, having had the absence before Lingfield and perhaps trying to get rid of that bit of bounce factor, maybe. But that should put him spot on. It's close enough, you know, three weeks. I'm not a massive fan of horses running three weeks before the festival, but um, it wouldn't put me off. I think 14 to 1 is a very fair fair each-way price about him, one that's probably going to be ridden differently up with a vanguard. And, uh, yeah, he stays very well, doesn't he? So, um yeah, I think he ticks quite a few boxes, to be honest. Yeah, I do. And Kev, the owner was very sort of bullish. I think it was Matt Chapman interviewing him. And he was like, nope, that was great. We're delighted with it. I mean, so, yeah, it's hard to read between the lines. And like Daryl says, I mean, it was very impressive from Pictori. If you were Pictori's connections, it was it was great. But like Daryl makes a really good point there. It was 
the race wasn't quite what we a race. Expect. It wasn't a race. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Look, he, he he the winner got a solo. You know, the runner up was pretty much physically impossible for him to catch him the way it turned out. You know, entering the closing stages, um, Bar picked Dory absolutely fell in the hole. Um, and look, but I suppose you do have to read between the lines a bit. As unsatisfactory as it was, if you're talking about looking towards Cheltenham, um, like it was. And I'm sure we would have said it at the time, like it was a little bit surprising to hear them being keen to get another run into him, you know, post Lingfield, because I think most of us or most people looking at that would have said, God, that, that's a lovely comeback, you know, that'll do, that'll put him bang on. But they, they seem very anxious to get another run into him and there would have been a good reason for that, um, mm. whatever, whatever it was. And they've gone and done it and they rode him the way they did. Um, and look, it was clearly... It was a great one, but it was clearly very much treated as a, as a stepping stone, and they seem pretty happy that the that the the performance he put in will put him where they want him to be um for for three weeks time. So, you know, as unsatisfactory as it was, and it was, um, if you're punching towards Cheltenham, which which we are in this show, you know, mm-hmm. I I don't think you can be put off by what happened. I I think you you you'd actually be 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 happy enough. Um, you know, I know you, you always want to go into Cheltenham on a win, etc. But in these circumstances, um, I, I think it was perfectly fine. You know, he, he clearly um better the other way around. Yeah. Um, I think the stamina test of the gold cup will suit him really well. Can he beat an ensemble gallop in the champ? No, I don't think anything can, to be honest. But um, it is the gold cup. Um, it's not as simple as that. And um, and I think he'll be in the mix. And look, he's been, he was one I was putting up at the start of the season as sort of my forgotten horse for the Gold Cup. And I think if he took a position at that stage of whatever he was, 20 or 25, it's like, I think you're probably still happy enough that you've got a runner and you could certainly have, have proper hopes of hitting the frame. And if um, if the big boy runs below himself for whatever reason, you never know. Yeah, and Brendan, good to, to come to you on this because it was Pictoria's big day for Mr. Johnny G. LaHaye. You know, the celebrations were, were great. So for them... And um, that was their big one. And I think Pictori is your performance of the week. Yes. Uh, so uh, I was asked to pick performance of the week and I picked the horse who, who, who won the grade one. Where, where do I yeah. think him up now? I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> just, he's, just a, he's just a very, very likeable horse. I mean, a classic Nichols horse, isn't he? I hadn't realised until I looked back. And so, he's won £800,000 in prize right. money. Um, right. uh, uh, and um, I mean... Interest. I don't know if, uh, as it turns out, Nichols thought he, he half missed a trick with the King George because, it, as it turned out, now it looked a very strong King George going in. I, I can see why he passed on it, and he thought he just had uh, the, the, the race in Kempton. I'm sure he thought, well, we'll just retain our title there until our, our, our resident race planner came in and nicked his lunch. But um, this 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 is another interim. Great trip, grade one, big prize money, jumped out in front. Just, it's slightly, his jumping just slightly went awry in the mid part of the race, which is unusual. Mm. He's normally a brilliant jumper, but I thought the, the the two jumps at the last were exactly what you want to see from a, from a top class chaser. Just put the race to bed uh, with two well, perfect jumps, basically. Uh, so, 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 yeah, just a, just a very likable horse. And um, as for Long Press, Again, as as the lad said, Charlie Deutsch didn't seem minded to stop and putting in that extra half a stride just to be careful going that w- w- way around. Didn't have a particularly hard race uh, uh, as it panned out. And 
yes, he, I mean, he still is a runner in the Gold Cup. So, I mean, grade one prep races, it's unusual, particularly for Phoenicia, given that she's made her bones sort of picking up these prizes away from Cheltenham. Um, I, I, I thought he'd be eyeballs out for this race, but he clearly wasn't. Yeah. No, I know when Pic Dorier he's brave, that long stride mm. to the last. Uh, yeah. that was, I, I was excited watching that, thinking that feeling would be amazing. He's a dual um, Betfair hurdle, a dual Betfair winner now, isn't he? It was a Betfair hurdle and a Betfair mm. chase. Yeah. 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 It's almost as, it's almost as if his trainer brand. is an ambassador for the company. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've got to be on brand. I think we mentioned grade one chase about five times between us. <laughs> Not once the Betfair grade one has got chased. Well done, Daryl. We should have mentioned that. Fair <laughs> enough, because it was the bet fair. Ascot Chase. Goodness me. Right. Before we just nip on to section two, which is our novice hurdle and our novice chase races. So we're going to recap um over those races ahead of the Cheltenham Festival. There is a listener question specifically for you, Daryl, from Thomas Chapman yeah. saying, Hi Daryl, do you think the final declarations for each race should be closed earlier than it is now? I think it's becoming a farce with certain horses maybe having four live entries. It's making it nearly impossible for the punters. Yes, I do. I think they should close. Johnny, Johnny Deneen actually put this up on Twitter and I, I agreed with him. Um, I think they should close early. I think, or at least I think horses should, you know, have a maximum of two entries or something, or there should be something in place. But look, I think I think the the more time you have between the festival and the build-up it's it's easier as a sport to build up these races and you know push promotion and and everything else get excited about it, get punters focused in on it, it generate more money in the markets at the minute when horses like bally burnham well for example let's say Vassal vega he's got an arc or a turner's and a brown advisory entry right and in willie mullins stable tour he said we could stick at two miles he could go up and trip but he could end up in a brown advisory like you know, things like that just they just don't help, do they? But look. I just I wouldn't like to rule out the national hunt chase either. Just saying <laughs> it. You know, yeah, we you, might you save can... him for the grand national. Yeah, <laughs> but like it, it is it is insane, isn't it? Three weeks out before the festival, and we don't actually know. You know, you, you we're about to do some of the races here, and it's almost nearly impossible to sort of do a preview of the races without knowing the runners, you know? So like I would, I, I'm just speaking off the top of my head here and I wouldn't like to jump to conclusions, but it, it's almost as if there, there's too many grade ones at the meeting, but I'm just, that's just off the top of my head. I haven't really thought, I haven't really thought that through much. Yeah. No, it, and, and it does come might be back a possibility. to that. It definitely does. It definitely does come back. Done it, done it to that. So yeah, look, you, you, you consolidate the festival. So you make it the best against the best and take away a couple of grade ones, or you put something in a couple of weeks before the festival. that says, right, you've got until, I don't know, when the handicap entries come out, that's your, your, your cutoff point for, for entry. I know people are going to moan about the ground and whatnot, but look, grade, grade one horses should be able to run through gravy, really. Do you know what I mean? So regardless, we're going two miles, two and a half miles. But yeah, yeah I, I agree. And the ground, if they're the graded horses, they're going to run against each other anyway. So they've all got the same problem. So it's... Exactly. Yeah, now I'm with you there. And Kev, just a quick one before you help me out. <laughs> just, got a, just got a mental image of the horses galloping through seas of gravy. <laughs> well, all, 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 almost like an image of the press room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to share screen anymore. So you can't. Um, <laughs> Kev, a quick question for you from Stephen George Gill. Um, anything that you believe to be grossly overpriced like Cider Belay last year? Um, I've said it a few times now, but... um. It's the same race and all, but I do think Home by the League kind of at a 25 to 1 plus. 
is um is going to continue to look overpriced. Uh, I'm sure I suspect people will come around to it closer to the time. The the standout 33s with the um with the Betfair Sportsbook has gone. Has gone, but um he is still 25s knocking around a few places. So um that's what he's been aimed at the race, targeted at the race, um, ran very well in it last year, despite a mother and a father of a mistake in the early stages. So um yeah, yeah I, I I I remain um, I remain strong on him at the price. I think that that's the wrong. Price. I've got one to throw in it. In the, I like to ask Brendan's opinion. Jungle Boogie in the Gold Cup, Brendan. What do you make of him? Oh lordy. Um, well, I, I didn't even know he was in the race. Um, I suppose. I mean that 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 was a fair effort in in in, in Tremor. Um, but at what age is he now, Jungle Boogie? He, he's he's ten. ten. Yeah, he's had but oh, well, he's had five runs, hasn't he? Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, he's about eighties uh, on the exchange. All right. Okay. Well, then I'm, I'm not going to pull up. You can make a case for. Uh, it's interesting. I, I respect that you ask my opinion about it. If I can make a case for a horse at those kind of prices, I wouldn't ask anyone. I just go because it's it, it's effectively like. You have to have something on it, don't you? Because mm. if it goes, if, if it goes and wins, you're speed dialing the Samaritan. So uh, you, you need to, you, you need to just, you need to just go and back it. Uh, I, it wouldn't be for me, but then, you know, that's no shock. I mean, I mean, he's he, he's eighty to one. Um, is he? I don't, I don't know what they what they what they, what they think about an Irish national firm. Is he too classy for an Irish national? He, he, I hadn't, he, I, I had, I hadn't thought about. It. What just struck me there was was poor old Malcolm Denmark. What is it with Malcolm Denmark having having these horses, these talented horses that just can't get to the races? Um, uh, be, 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 be before the time of many listeners, I suppose. But Monsignor is uh, is the horse that springs to mind. She's a twenty five years ago nearly now. Um, absolutely brilliant horse. Won the won the champion bumper. Um, won the the Royal and Son Alliance hurdle. Remember what, what when it was called that beat best mate and etc and then just disappeared and every throughout my early stages in national hunt racing every year the rumors would start circulating monsignor is working well again he's staying sound <laughs> he's coming back he's coming back and i discontinued for four or five years after his last run and like every year monsignor is working well he's going to be back and a poor horse never reappeared but uh, geez have a, have a look at his farm when you when you get a chance uh novice hurdle campaign six runs um, uh, finishing up in the Royal and Sun Lines hurdle, he didn't even run again after that. That tells you how busy he was. So he was an absolute bruiser, wasn't he? He was kind of in the den, just go, yeah, out, yeah. go out and destroy them from the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. beat best mate, beat Bindery by eighteen lengths. Ah, oh, great days, great days. When <laughs> horse, when horses used to run. But then so some smart arse now will reply, well, they wrecked him by running them six times as long as hurdler. That's why I never saw him again. <laughs> Shove it up your Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, the banter. Brendan, of course, I wasn't going to miss you out on the questions. I've got a oh. question for you. And oh, you. it's from Harp 10 with only three weeks to go. What do you think Townsend will ride in the Supreme, the Ballymore, and the Albert Bartlett? Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, to, to, uh, the danger of repeating myself, he'll ride Tully Hill in the S Supreme, he'll ride Ballyburn in the Bering Bingham. What will he ride in the Albert Bartlett? Um, 
I'd be inclined to go towards the horse who won the hotels race in, in Nace, whose name escapes me. Really. City. What's his name? Dancing City? No, uh, the, 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 the Lawler's the Lawler Hotel. Oh, yeah. um, Jesus, where's my brain? High Class Hero. That's it. That's, no, the one uh... That's the one I'd lean towards. Look at us. I'm not befuddled. Mm. I, I even I'm I, just, I, my, my mind my mind is fried by that correspondence spelling Paul Townend's name Townsend. That's just throwing me. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I think we have got a pass. I think it's a it's a function of the novice hurdle scene this year. They're all just much of a muchness. It's like American golfers, isn't it? It's just identical novice hurdlers this year. You can't pick one <laughs> in the middle of a lineup. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Townsend. Oh my yeah. god, it's hilarious. It's my proofreader's eye, Natalie. I can't turn it off. Good for you because <laughs> when I see words, I just sit, you know, I my brain just goes, oh, Well done, very good. You're, you, you, you're like me, man, an anchor man. He'll, he'll read whatever you put on the auto. Yeah, yeah whatever you put, I'll say it. Whatever you put in front of me, my brain just goes, Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> very dangerous. Um, good, right. Well, that wraps, wraps up that section so we can look at section two you can only do your best Daryl you made a great point before we don't really know where a lot of these horses are going so we can only do what we can do and we're going to delve into um, the novice hurdle and chase races and panel um, feel free to skip if you want to skip if you've got a strong opinion jump in talk over me absolutely fine it's a free for all I tell you so we're going to start off with the supreme who's going to go first Brendan what about you first um, yes, I would lean towards uh, Tully Hill. Uh, just keep saying Tully, Tully Hill on this pod. That's uh, that, that, that's <laughs> my policy. I think I, I think he's a horse. He's a horse going places. I think the tempo of the race will suit him. He'll be better going left-handed. Uh, he, he, he just looks a, a proper horse for him. But I would just caveat the tip that if Ballyburn for some reason did happen to run here. I'd, I'd, I'd fancy him. So um, <laughs> that's it. But I mean, it's, like, it's not my fault. I don't like this. This is, this is, the, hand, this is the hand we're dealt. I, I, I mean, <laughs> currently, the favorite for the Supreme and the Bearing Bigham is the same horse. And, and I, I think I, it's the same horse. Like, this is what I have to deal with, you know? Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's not easy, but uh, I'll I, 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 I go with Tully Hill. Firefox is interesting, actually, because I'm reminded that. I probably because I couldn't remember the Lawler's race was because I was so traumatized because I'd had a good bet on Firefox and everything was going so well, jumping oh. like a traveling away and then just emptied into the straight. Now, I find it hard to believe it was stamina, um, but he he obviously has a, a strong form from beating Ballyburn earlier in the season, albeit getting the run of the race. So I, I would respect Firefox, but if you're asking me for a tip, uh, it would be Tully Hill. Daryl? Yeah, I'll be on the same lines as, as, as Brendan here. Tully Hill, I was quite impressed with that the other day. Um, providing, obviously, Ballyburn goes elsewhere. Ballyburn turns up, I would be with Ballyburn. Um, I'm hoping Mystical Power might go up and trip. I would respect, I don't know why, because I know on all known form, he's got £20 to find, but I just don't know why. I would just respect Jericho de Repne. Um, And I don't know if it's because he's not been in a test like this and he... He wants a really fastly run race and see him at his best. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. I can't make a case for him on the on the bare form of things. In fact, I've knocked him a good few times this season. But I would just respect him. Um, but the rest of them, I'm really struggling to to really um, 
sort of really get behind. But I think Tully Hill, I hope he I hope he'll be very prominent. His big long stride. I can just see him really relishing the way a Supreme has run. Yeah, and to be fair though, if any of our British trainers are gonna train a winner, at least Henderson can do that and does do that. So <laughs> there's your case, there's your case. Kevin, you're scratching your head, you're giggling, you're just gonna <laughs> rip us apart. No, no, no. It's just the, 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 this 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 year's scene just kind of sums up a lot, doesn't it? But um, look, <laughs> I, I think I think Bally Byrne will 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 win this if he goes for it. Like I, that's where I go with him. Free going horse. Why would you run the risk? But um, they did the same with Sir Sir Gerhardt. I remember, you know, he had plenty of concerns going the longer trip. They went the longer trip, and he kind of won anyway because it was a lesser race. So I don't know what, what he's going to do. He doesn't know himself. Um, I do. Who who do I think is the best novice hurdler in either race? Um, the answer is Ballyburn. Um, here's one in, in in Kevin Blake's magical mystical universe where um the 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 the, the mid range race was a novice's handicap and they all ran in the supreme. So you're talking Ballyburn, Tony Tully Hill, Mystical Power, Firefox, Jericho, um, in Atlantic, Slade Steel, um, number one. Wouldn't that be lovely? And uh, number two, um. Will Bally Burnaby Fav, Tully Hill be second Fav, Mystical Power be third Fav, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, who would we favour there? I like I'd still be with Bally Burn. Yeah, um, at the at the prices. Um and imagine it in a in a really fun universe where the Triumph Hurdle didn't exist and the best four year olds went for the Supreme with with a slight condition change for the Supreme, obviously. What price would Sir Gino be in amongst all those? Getting ten pounds um, as a four year old. Yeah. Jesus. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that, that would be, I think there's a word for that. Wouldn't that be fun and exciting? <laughs> but we can't, no, no, sorry, can't do that. They all need their see, own race. See, this is they what happens when race. you don't close the entries <laughs> <laughs> three weeks in advance. You get, I'm, 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 I'm actually doing a bit of work there at the minute um, to satisfy my, my angry brain, um, comparing, looking at the number of runs that Triumph Hurdle runners have had over hurdles before they run at the Triumph Hurdle and comparing that to the number of runs over hurdles runners in the Supreme have had leading into the Supreme, you know, despite being a year, two years, sometimes three years older. And I tell you that the results of the first few years are, are pretty interesting. So, yeah, watch this space. Are you going to let this, us... This, this you gonna, well, well, you can probably guess. You can probably guess what you can probably guess what the finding is. But the basically the, the levels of hurdling experience have tended to be very, very similar. Um. So yeah. Anyway, this this That's is how, this is how I occupy myself during the national it's season. I, I, I get I get angry and find solace <laughs> in numbers. There you go. That's me. It's so interesting, but you've also got to go in twenty five minutes, and I'm trying to be mindful of your time. So <laughs> the I still can't get it in my head, but. Barring Bingham, barring, bearing Bingham. Bearing. God, I hate it. Bearing. As in, as in ball bearings. It's a stupid mm. name for someone who was called bearing, who or barring, whatever you call him. It's a stupid name. Bearing, barring Bingham. Not I don't him. have a clue. Yeah. I know help. It, it wants to kick us off with that, please, before I lose my brain. Well, if it was barring, it'd be double or. You, 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 you can be barring someone from the night. Anyway, we haven't got time for this. Uh, yes, <laughs> I would. Can... Not the I... time. I will kick. I will kick you off with. Uh, ba ba Ballyburn will win this. Not, 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 a, not a bother on him. Not a bother on him because uh, he's he's relaxing a lot better in his races now. That was a huge performance at the DRF, and I think we are unanimous in our view that he is the uh, best novice hurdler in training. If for some reason something happened to him, or I'm wrong, 
that couldn't happen. Uh, Predators Gold, half interesting at a price, 16 to 1, only entry. So at least that clarifies things. Still hasn't really learned how to be a racehorse. He's, he's, he's inclined to be keen, can make, can make the, old, the odd mistake, but there, there is an engine in there. I thought it was a, it was a good run behind Caldwell Potter at Christmas and again behind Dancing City at the DRF. He's yet to put it all together. He made this race may come too soon from but for one of the price, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate Predators Gold. Okay. Anyone else confirming or should we yeah. move on to the Albert Martlet? No, I'll go in Atlantique. Um Sean Graham, who's racing manager for Tony Bloom, basically said the other week, um, 99% sure to go for the for the mid-range race, call it what you like. Um, so that's as much certainty as I think we've ever gotten with a, with a, with a Willie Mullins horse ever. Um, there is, of course, the possibility that Willie will look to put down Sean Graham, put him in his place for, for um, uttering such certainty um, six weeks away from the race and run him in the something other than where uh, Sean Graham thinks he's running. But uh, yeah, I really liked his run at Nace. Um, he, he just got a little bit mugged by um, reading Tommy wrong. Um, I thought he'd done everything right up to that point. I don't think they intended to make the running, looking at the way they were lining up early. Um, just that old uh, Chapeau de Soleil decided to jump like a snooker table and sort of spoil the plans they had for the run of the race. Um, so yeah, I give him another chance. He, he'll go there fresh. And um, the way the market treated him at Nace suggests that that um, you know, he's very high up the pecking order. He was super strong, um, so it is antique for me. I'll just throw in another two for you, Natalie, if you want, very quickly. <laughs> well, look, mystical power. I can't get out of my head the support he had when he was lining up in the Lawlers and Ace. I need to be pulled out half in price fourteens in the six to one that day against the Antique and. Uh, I think he, he wants to go up in trip. I don't think he'll be able to handle the, the, the fast early gallop. Um, I don't think he's jumping a hold up in the Supreme. So I'm, I think this race would be better for him. Uh, I thought reading Tommy wrong didn't really get the credit he deserved either last time. Um, I thought he made loads of mistakes at his hurdles, being ridden up the arse of horses, um, got tight in on the rail, uh, travelled like the best horse for me, and then outstayed in Atlantique. And I think a stiff finish over two five would, five would suit him. I'd be interested if he goes up to the Bartlett for what it's worth as well. Does that lead us on to Albert Bartlett? Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else want the Albert Bartlett? Well, I thought Captain Teague looked a big price because when I was going down through the list, uh, the Betfair Sportsbook are top price 14 to 1. So I thought, well, that's great. This is a Betfair Sportsbook podcast. So that uh, that, that makes the job easy. And he, he's a likeable horse, Captain Teague, isn't he? I mean, uh, so he started off in graded company, granted a, a, a week race in Chepstow, won that. I'm not sure exactly what, what happened in, in, in Cheltenham, but uh, we, 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 we'll give him a pass for that. And then comes back and Nichols seems to be of the opinion that he Captain should have kicked on in Cheltenham. But Cobden was, well, it seems rightly of the opinion that the horse doesn't want to be in front too soon because he he didn't do a tap in front from winning the cello. So uh, he should improve for the step up to three miles. He has a festival form. And I think he, 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 he'll he be ridden cold by a master and 14 to one looks a fair price. Yeah, and we had Charlie on last week, didn't we? He was, I can't remember what he said. Big price. He <laughs> said he's a big price. He did, he did, didn't yeah. he? He obviously um, likes him. Well he's, a, well, he's a seriously nice horse, isn't he? Yeah, so he's got a massive chance. That's what he said. Right. Oh. Um, I'll just back. give a quick mention to, to Shanna. Baba was putting him up there a little while ago in 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 before his hoped prep run. 
um, kind of in the in the in the assumption that he'd end up being Nicky Henderson's choice in this. And um, he hasn't run since then. I, I note in a Nicky stable tour that he said he had a little hold up, but that he's on track for Cheltenham. Um, I don't think going to the Albert Bartlett after two runs is ever um super ideal. But look, if he if he's Nicky's first choice, he's probably going to shorten from where he is now. Okay, and Kev, I'll saving this one just for you because it's your favorite race of of the whole festival. Kevin Blake's told me so many times how much he just loves the mayor's novice hurdle race. <laughs> oh <laughs> Lord, I I have I have less against the mayor's novice hurdle than I do the other two mayor's races, but I um, and and I actually have a a, a betting opinion this this year. <laughs> I think it will be it will be a. a, a it will be a grand little betting race, in fairness, assuming the big three get there. Um, it'll be a big opinion race, Dice Arvinos, without the penalty. Um, I have been in dialogue with the BHA about that penalty system, actually. It's quite, it's quite interesting, um, but we'll, we'll hear more about that later. Um, and Brighter Days Ahead is the one I like. I'll put, them up, I'll put her into my um, anti-post portfolio on this show last week. Um, she is steadily shortening. She's very much challenging for favouritism with Jade Grugy. I think she will go off Fav. Um, have really liked everything she's done. Um, Gordon um, has Gordon's glint with regard to her, which I described last week. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with bright days ahead. Daryl? Yeah, I, I can I can see like this going to be this going to be four out between the top of the market, I think. But I I do like this Nicky Henderson Joyeuse, um, who, who only won, won a run of the mill race at Taunton last time, but it was four hundred fifty days off the track, first start over hurdles, first start in um in Britain. Uh, I just loved the attitude that she showed. I thought she was only just getting going at the line. The third uh, into the park has been given an official rate of one hundred and twenty, so she need to do a good bit more than that. But I thought the performance screamed that she was going to be a potential improver. And there's a, there's a line through her um, bumper run in France through a horse called Jasmine de Corton, who was second, who's gone on to win a listed um, listed hurdle in France. And she was only a couple of lengths off uh, that O'Castle de Motte um, for Willie Mullins, who, who they thought was exceptionally well handicapped off 133. I think she could take a big step forward. Now, Typically in this race over the last few years, Nikki Henderson has run a horse in here with like limited experience and just run them to to sort of bring them on a bit. They did it with uh, under control last year, but this horse is another year older, a bit more experience and just the one one sort of very easy run. run. She had to really fight at Taunton and she finished with loads and hands. She's got to say a big step forward, but it wouldn't surprise me if she outran her odds. Um, I'm, I'm she what is she sixteen to one, fourteen to one. It's probably a bit tight to be fair. Actually, now I mention it, but um, <laughs> you'll probably get bigger on the day when the money starts really coming for for Jade Degrusi and Brighter Days Ahead. Everything else will be pushed out, so I'll just keep her on side with. And Brendan. Well, it's a really interesting race. Um, I would just have a gentle lean toward towards Jade Degrusi. I, I think this is a smashing <laughs> mare. Um, started off over two and a half miles in Leopardstown, so you might have some concerns about the trip based on that, but but I wouldn't. I love the way she travelled in 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 Fairy Hill. She's a wicked jumper. I find it hard to believe there'd be a better jumper in the in in, in the race. I rate that uh, penny a hundred. Uh, it would be interesting to see how that come out, but 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 I like her. I think she she she'll turn into a a decent mare. Um, if anything, she has a slight tendency to go left. Now it's 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 pretty minor, but. Uh, this going this way round should help her. I think she'd be able to get on with, with with things and put the other horses jumping under pressure. But it's a very it's a very gentle position. She'll be really close between the top three, and as Kevin mentioned, she'll be a right betting race. 
It will. And I'll just give you some of the prices from the Betfair Sportsbook. Friday today's head five to two. Jade Grugy five to two. Uh and I'll four to one. Queen's Campbell twelve to one. We go twelve to one bar in the betting there. So we can move on to the Arkle, which now looks pretty open, doesn't it? Um I've always liked this race very much. I think it's um a cracker. So who wants to kick us off with the Arkle? Kev, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, sure, why not? Um Marine National, look at look, I've kind of outlined my my, my concerns there. Um, he's still fav. I'd still be pretty afraid of him. Um, bar the ground comes up, um, you know, particularly good. Is it ever going to get much better than good to soft at Cheltenham day one anymore? Um, I'd be worried about him. Ilete Toms, um, I, I think is a perfectly viable alternative to him in a race that kind of lacks depth of quality. I dare say, um, look, I, I think they've kind of worked him out as they've gone. They've, they, they tried him at the mid-range trip. They came back to the Irish Arca last time. And look, look, I, I thought he was really good. Um, the, I, I thought he could be marked up in the Irish Arca. Um, the founder 50, like got to dictate the pace there and didn't have to go. Um, he, he went quite steady, basically. Elete Thompson was written quieter. Thought he did well to pick him up. Um and and yeah, look, it's 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 not wildly exciting, but look, I think Marine National is going to be a big opinion horse, and there's going to be plenty of people like me that are very much against them. Um, and look at if he does edge out in price, there'll be people that are willing to take the chance. But um, I I'm in no doubt I'll be against them, and Ilete Thompson would seem the best alternative at the minute. Yeah, and Daryl, what do you think? I I don't know. I think we might have a little surprise in the article. I just do. Looks like one of those races. Yeah, no, we, it's one of those races we could well do. You know, this is giving me a bit of a brain aneurysm at the minute. This race because it's really <laughs> hard to work out. Um, I, I am sort of coming round. Like I am very much coming round to the side of Ilate Thompson, and, and I know people are screaming at the the, the the screen right now, saying he's a Leopardstown horse. He's a Leopardstown horse. But if you go back and watch that ride he was given in the uh, in the Supreme last year. I thought he was well worth a markup. He, he, he made a mistake at the top of the hill. He was pulled out wide. He made his effort down the hill too early. He was wa really wide on the home bend. I don't know. He wasn't, and he wasn't far away from the principles. And it just doesn't take. It's not going to take that much more of improvement, which he has shown in three starts over fences, to sort of just go past him. Particularly if the likes of Marine National is struggling with his wind. Vassal Vega is looking a lot slower over fences than he did over hurdles. He looked like a machine over hurdles and over fences. He just hasn't quite got that kick at the moment. I mean, he he could he loves Cheltenham. He could spark back up here. But second to Gaelic Warrior, won the Irish Arkle, won at Thurlis, being Hoy Malloy, who I think is a decent horse. He's not done a lot wrong, has he? He's not done a lot wrong in a race where you're scrapping around for for something. And and I totally agree with Kev that founder fifty very much dictated that Irish Arkle when he came from off the pace, showed a good burst of speed. So look, if he I, did, I don't know if anyone else has got any opinion on this, but I heard a rumour that he doesn't quite travel that well. Ilite Tomps, apparently he was really, you know, lost a bit of weight coming over last year. I'm not sure how much is in that or not. Um, but if anyone knows, let me know, because I am starting to really warm to Ilite Tomps' chances, to be honest. And Brendan, how, how are you viewing the ARPA at this stage? I think JPR1 is a very fair price at 10 to 1, so certainly from an each-way angle. I don't think there's too much. But he's fewer questions to answer and the other horses at the top of the market, in my opinion. Now, of course, he was only 130-odd horse over hurdles, but that's not unprecedented. Edward Stone made, made a similar leap. Um, he's, he, he's a superb jumper. I don't think there'll be a better jumper in the race. He's going to improve for better ground. He liked the good, strong pace to run at. I just see him running well, and that should be enough to get in the frame, and it's not, it's not a million. 
that he that he could win the race. So um, I'd, I'd probably have something small on him at a double figure price. Yeah, I like it. And talking of prices, then the Arco Chase prices on the Betfair Sportsbook Marine National five to two, Elite Tom four to one, Founder fifty at five to one, Hunter's Yarn at seven to one, Facile Vega at eight to one. Felixios at nine to one, Gaelic Warrior at ten to one, JPR one at ten to one. There we go, fourteen to one bar in the betting. Well, we move on to our national hunt chase. Did 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 who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll stop. go first. I can't stop. Go on, go on, Daryl. I'll go first. I like I like Corbett's cross for this. Um, I I I think this is. I, I think he's almost a Grade One horse settling for this because it's such an easier option rather than getting in the mix with uh like to stay away from grey dawn and etc i think he's more of a sort of an he's going to be a national horse and down the line i think that's how they see him um i thought he stayed on really well behind uh, uh behind grange clear west i know he was he was well well beaten but he was held up in a, in a very steadily run affair and uh he, he came home quite strongly that race has typically got a good record that uh, uh neville hotels race typically got a good record of finding the national one chase winner I didn't think he was doing anything wrong when he took that bump at Fairy House the last day. If he's none the worse for that, they tend to crawl round in this race. Like I know it's a very much a stamina test of free market, but they don't tend to go very fast over the years. And he is definitely the quickest horse in this field. So if they do go, you know, sort of a, a pedestrian pace, then I think he'll have to sharp turn of foot. Jumping is obviously a slight concern. But I think this longer trip will will allow him just to take a bit more time at his fences. I want to be against Embassy Gardens because he pulled up in the in the um, Albert Bartlett last year, and I'm not a massive fan of of backing horses that sort of pulled up in the in the race. I know he ran, I know Corbett's cost ran out, but Embassy Gardens ran deplorably uh, coming over here uh, last year. So I want to be against him. And our, Corbett's Cross, I think, is the best horse in the race. Hey, Brendan, can we go to you next with the National Hunt Chase? Yes, I think Embassy Gardens will 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 be Willie Mullins' only runner. Actually, uh, listening to the way he talks about the horse, he's going to make things easy for Patrick, uh, and I think he will win. I I, I don't see a, a big field uh, in in this race. I think I think it's going to cut up with uh, horses defecting to the Irish National and other targets. It seems like Salvador Ziggy's going to run, so you, you'd respect him. He, he's run well at a handicap off 150. So, I mean, he sets the standard. I think it's a standard embassy gardens can get. To. I wouldn't worry all that much about the Albert Barter last year. He was just too keen as a herder. He didn't give himself a chance, but he seems much more relaxed this year. Maybe it's jumping fences, but putting 10 lengths into Sander Clegane, that's proper form. He's, he's very good jumper. He's going to stay really strongly. Corbett's cross has never struck me as a stayer. Um, but, but so I, I wouldn't fancy him at the trip. Uh, yeah, I think Embassy Gardens will go off a short price and will win. Kev? No, no strong view here. I think there's so much scope for, for some of these not to go that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my powder dry until a little bit closer. Yeah. Okay. Well, the prices then for National Chase on the Betfair Sports Book: Embassy Gardens nine to four, Corbett's Cross seven to two, Salvador Ziggy thirteen to two, Nick Rocket seven to one, Three Card Brag at nine to one, Florian Porter ten to one, and ten to one bar in the betting. Right. Well, Kev, let's start with you then for the Brown Advisory. Um. Look at I suppose the Brown Advisory and the Turners are are a little bit like the the Supreme. Yeah. And the uh, and the barring Bingham, um, in that there's just so much scope, um, like mostly surrounding factophile, um, like what are they gonna do? I I, I have no idea. Um, I, I think he'd be perfectly fine at the mid range trip. I think he 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 stays, you know. So, again, if you if you put everything 
from these two races into the one contest over two miles six, who do you fancy? You know, it's it's going to be fact to file for me. Um, like he's he's really turned a corner in in my head. Um, I I didn't like his early performances over fences. Um, but the the the, the last twice you've just seen run to run progression. Uh, and people will poke a little bit at his last run because it was a bit of a solo. But um, when you get a solo, you can you can look at the clock, and uh, as it's been well discussed, like it um it 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 was a lot stronger than might have been interpreted by some. And the most important thing to me was just the appetite he showed for jumping, which really wasn't there. Um, in his early starts over fences, he was attacking. He was strong. He he looked um very enthusiastic about the job he had to do, um, even chasing up a horse that was going a right old gallop. So uh, for me, if he's mine, I go mid-range trip and he wins. Um, longer range trip, um, of the, like, like Monty Starr is the one I've been kind of talking about. I'm still with him. I, I really hope the fact the file goes shorter for, for Monty Starr's sake, um, because we know Monty Starr will definitely go for this race. We can say that with some amount of certainty. Um, and I've just really loved him. Reminds me a lot from, of Manila Indo. And um, I think he's capable of going very well, but um, Factifile does have a little bit of X factor about him, and I'd be look it'll be priced accordingly. But um, I, I Monty Sarah is the selection, but I, I would be I would be fearful of FTF. <laughs> and Daryl, just before I come to you, um, the price is Factifile thirteen to eight, Stayway Face seven to two, Grey Dawning nine to two, Monty Star seven to one, Embassy Gardens ten to one, and Nick Rocket out twenty to one bar because obviously they're. There's a big crossover there. Um, because Daryl, there is just a listener question from Michael Walker. Also, what is the possibility of Grey Dawning dropping back to the Turners? Yeah, yeah, I've got myself in a bit of a pickle here, haven't I? I've put up Factor Far for the Turners and Grey Dawning for this race, and it looks like there's a distinct possibility they, they could switch. Um, I think Factor Far will probably come here now. Uh, if he does, I can see the Skeltons looking at Ginny's Destiny as a nine to four favourite and thinking, well, we should have beat him the last day. Um, you know, if he's favourite, we should be going for the easier option. He's, you know, I look at this race and I see two horses in Grey Dawn and in fact, a file that could win over either trip. And I think sometimes that's what you want in a in a in a Cheltenham festival when you know a horse that you wouldn't be worried about running over either trip. So. If fact, file goes here, I'd be with him. If Grey Dawning goes here, in fact, file goes the other way, I'd be with him. You know, it's it's that thing again. But I do genuinely believe that that there is. If Factor File goes here and the vibes are strong about him going here, I think the Skeletons will drop back and take on Jenny's Destiny again because they know it's a very, very winnable grade one for them. It is. Brendan, can I come to you with the Turners then? It's the last sort of race we're, we're looking at um, this, this afternoon, this morning. It's definitely the morning, isn't it? It is the morning. Um, yeah, Brendan, give us give us uh, your current analysis of the Turners at this stage. Well, it's like Rush, isn't it? Mystery wrapped in a riddle, but let's, let's have a go. Well, Ginny's Destiny is favoured, and quite rightly so, because it's going to run. Uh, and then, but it is fab by, by, by default. Uh, now, of course, the, the echoes of stage star last year, and in fact, he carried, uh, he, he won the handicap on, on trials day off a higher rating than stage star. I don't want to knock the horse. Very likeable, very straightforward, must have a good chance. Gaelic warrior. I'm nearly more concerned that nothing came out in terms of a physical issue after Leopardstown because he just cut out so dramatically. I thought something he's burst a blood vessel or he's had some sort of an issue. So I don't I don't even know if he's going to run. Iroko, he he was out for the season and, and now he has returned. 
Uh, Fasol Vega, I, I suppose, will, will probably turn, turn up here if they can convince Willie Mullins. Like, Willie Mullins honestly thinks this horse could win the King stand. So whether he's going to put his pride to one side and say, no, no, I was wrong, he needs to go up a trip. I wouldn't fancy him anyway. It's a hole in the horse. But whatever trip he goes, he goes over. Um, I, I, I thought American Mike was a fair price at, at, at 14 to 1. I, I was really impressed with him in, in that one when he beat Nick Rocket the, the, the way he jumped. I don't think he'd have any problems traveling at this trip. And I think Gordon maybe tweaked his training regime a little bit, might be starting to work the horse out. I think he's very talented, but the snags are that he ran so badly in, in, in Limerick over Christmas. Uh, and that Gordon was talking about the Irish national. So you, so you, you, you couldn't possibly back him uh, until you get more clarification on his targets. If, if I heard from Gordon that uh, he was targeting American Mike at this race, uh, I would have something on him at 14 to one, but it's, it's a very watery opinion now. Okay. Anyone else an opinion on the turners before we wrap up this section? No, no. Is that, okay. is that, is that switcheroo in it? It is, it is what well, the price is for the Turner's offices chase on the Bet Fair Sportsbook. Ginny's Destiny 94, Gaelic Warriors 72, Fastio Vega 92, Factor Far 5 to 1, Oroco 5 to 1, Grey Dawning 6 to 1, and we go 10 to 1 far in the betting. Right for our final section of the week, we have got our anti post section. We've been doing it, of course, the last 12 weeks. Um, last week's section is Daryl on Lahon Presse for the Gold Cup 10 to 1, now 14 to 1, which I agree. I think it's an overreaction. I think he's Hopefully on point. Kevin, brighter days ahead. 11 to 4 for the Mayor's Novice Hurdle, now 5 to 2. And Charlie Davies, um, Paul Nichols' assistant, Paul, of course, ambassador for Betfair, is on. I <laughs> can't pronounce it. Uh, yeah, do it. What is it? Quebecois. Thank you. I'd say it really quickly. Quebecois. 20 to 1, champion bumper, still. 21. Thank you, Daryl Carter. So this week, da -da -da -da, our antipost selections, Brendan Duke, as you are our guest, and you've been on the show before, but it'd be great mm. if you could go first. Yes, yeah, so I'll put up Captain Teague at 14 to 1 at the Albert Park. Nice. Is that it? That's it, yeah. Uh, I, 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 thought, I thought one I, I thought one was enough, and I'm, I'm trying to uh, recover some money after Edward Stone will not be running in the uh, Ryanair for any um, viewers who haven't burned those dockets yet. I like it. Captain Teague, I'm about it. Daryl, right you. Nothing for me. Um, I've got to see how this Grey Dawn in fact file thing plays out before I start trying yeah. to cover one or the other. So I'll sit out. Like it. Kev? No, a week for sitting out. Um, handicap entries are closing this morning. Um, so yeah, we'll have, we'll have plenty to get our teeth into um, next week, I suspect. We will. Well, remember our offer completely free bet on racing multiples available every weekend until Cheltenham. The countdown is truly on. Optin required maximum one free bet per customer per weekend. Exclusions and T's and C's apply. Remember today we've given you all the prices on the bet first sports, but we are recording on a Tuesday morning, 20th of February. Please, please gamble responsibly. It's very important. You can look at bet first sports book for safer gambling tool so do that brendan thank you once more for joining us lads as always appreciate it we'll see you next week for week 14 can you adam and eve it it has flown by but thank you very much for your time and lads have a great week all the best